Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Preview tomorrow's Canadian Derby a little bit later on tonight. The final running of the Canadian Derby at Northlands Park. We had a great interview with Rod Cohn, longtime trainer at Northlands, the other night. I'm sitting in the grandstand right now looking out over the park, and I'll be honest with you, there's a, almost a tear in my eye. I've been coming here since I was four years old. That's 68 years ago I came here the first time, and uh, my dad used to bring me to the races every Saturday, and I was hooked. I used to skip school and sneak out here to walk horses, and and uh, it, it's sad to be leaving here. There's a, a, you know, a huge history. The uh, Derby has been here since the mid-50s. They moved it from Winnipeg to uh, Northlands, the Canadian Derby got moved here, and it's been running here ever since. And uh, you know, this is going to be the last one at Northlands. I don't think it'll be the last Canadian Derby. I'm sure it's going to get moved out to the new track. But uh, it's it's sad to be leaving here. There's a uh, you know, this is this is home for me, and uh, it's it's a real shame that this park is going to close. And I don't know what's going to happen to it, but it's it's a shame that the horses are leaving. Good stuff there from Rod Cohn, longtime trainer at Northlands. Final Canadian Derby is uh, tomorrow night. Frank Fontana will preview it tomorrow. I believe they're going to announce it uh, in about an hour or so that the Canadian Derby will indeed be moving out to the new track Century Mile near Redtail Landing Golf Course. So final Canadian Derby at Northlands Park, not the final Canadian Derby overall. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Ched. So uh, next, next Eskimos broadcast, not until... Monday, September 3rd, Labor Day in Calgary, 11.30 in the morning for the countdown to kick off. The game will start at 1. Of course, we'll uh, have all the Oilers games for you on Ched once again. First preseason matchup is September 17th. 15-10, Montreal leading Toronto at halftime in the CFL. 4-2, the Blue Jays leading the Phillies in the bottom of the 7th. Canadian Brooke Henderson, one shot off the lead halfway through the CP Women's Open. This year, that is being played in Regina. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Just want to wrap up uh, some Eskimos thoughts here. I mentioned how uh, they've been a feast or famine team. In my mind, when things have gone bad, they go really bad for the Eskimos in a section of the game. So I mentioned the last two second halves in their losses, 15 nothing last night, 21-3 in Vancouver back on August 9th. I just was going through some box scores, some other horrible stretches they've had. In Winnipeg, 
from late in the first quarter until late in the third quarter, so pretty much half the game, they were outscored 22. Uh, home to BC in the first 18 minutes of the game, they were outscored 14-2. In the first quarter in Toronto, they were outscored 12-1. And in the last 18 minutes of the game, home to Toronto, they were outscored 11-1. Now, they did win three of those four games. So I guess, you know, the, the final result is the most important. But they have had stretches where uh, it has gone bad on both sides of the ball and they put themselves in tough spots. Yesterday's game was, really, they were outplayed throughout. But some big plays and some Hamilton mistakes. I mean, what about that Jones guy drops the touchdown pass on the long bomb? I know Hamilton wound up scoring and winning anyway. But Hamilton, uh, you know, came through the mistakes and got the win. And the Eskimos could not do enough. All right. Uh, Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window tonight. Kellen, old boy, how are you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Sorry, I looked up and I, I you were actually doing work. Yeah, just getting the podcast up. So the podcast that, for the first hour is up on all of the podcast sites. So Now, is there away. not some uh, Nitro event hmm. coming to Edmonton? Uh, what, do you, what is this? What is this? The, the, the what do they call it? The Nitro. Oh, circus? the Nitro Circus. Is yeah, because you're Nitro online. Yeah, but you don't own the Nitro Circus. No, that's separate. You remember a guy from the late '90s, early 2000s by the name of Travis Pastrana, X Games athlete, does okay. a bunch of flips off his bike and stuff like that. And now, where are they doing this? Is this a Rogers place? This is at Rogers but place. They did yep. it at Commonwealth a couple of years ago. Did it they was, not? yeah, yeah. And this is all the best freestyle motocross riders and stunts and just goofy stuff. It's fun. <laughs> That's all I can explain. Stuff. Fun, goofy stuff. Yeah, all right, fun, that goofy stuff. Cool. You got to go check it out. If you're, right, if you're, you're into go, any type of this one? sports, what's that? Are you going to this one? Uh, I'm not TBA? sure yet. TBA. We can let yeah, it be TBA. TBA, yeah, for sure. TBA. But uh, it's it's a fun event, for sure. Yeah, I had a fun treat this morning. Mm. I was able to play Blackhawk Golf Course, uh, Southwest Edmonton. Mm-hmm. First time I'd ever played there. Uh, it was recently ranked 14th best course in the country by Square Golf Magazine. What an incredible track. Cool. Man, beautiful, uh, beautiful course. Some great holes right down by the river. Very, uh, very fair test of golf, I thought, for all levels of golfers. Mm. I, I, I had a nice little run of a few holes. I also had some absolutely horrific holes. But that tends to be my game. That's a great course, though. Wow. How'd you, uh, how was your score, Amazing I guess. stuff. Uh, I did not break 100, but I oh, came close. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, well, after... Let me put it this way to you, Kellen. After the first four holes, mm-hmm. I knew I probably wasn't going to break 100. That's oh, how bad okay. the first four holes were. Mm. And then uh, I got it together well enough where I, I had a decent chance to break 100, and then the last two holes were... Uh, ah, it was basically okay. this. Four horrible holes, 12 holes of pretty solid... Uh, you know, bogey golf, and then more horror at the end. Sounds like the Eskimos <laughs> game yesterday. Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that, I, I played well for two thirds of the round. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't. I, I don't think there is a comparison there. Oil Ten says the Eskimos have played four current starting quarterbacks this year: Mazzoli twice, Kalaros and Lule. Their record is one and three. Perhaps they are an average team. Oil. Well, look, Oil Ten. I'm glad you threw that out there. And I wonder what's going to shake down in the West Division. You have Calgary as the obvious best team. Edmonton, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and BC. I still think Saskatchewan is, or I still think BC is the worst of that bunch. 
though those other four Western teams have all looked really good some weeks and have all looked really terrible some weeks. Saskatchewan beat Calgary. They also lost at home to Montreal. Now, I know Kolaros wasn't the quarterback for that game. Uh, I think, you know, Winnipeg didn't have Nichols the whole time, but they, they suffered a bad loss with him at quarterback to Ottawa. And all of a sudden, Ottawa's 6-3. and three. So the Eskimos have Calgary twice, Ottawa twice, Winnipeg twice, and then BC and Saskatchewan. Uh, I, the way things look right now, you cannot... Obviously, no one would be favored against Calgary. I think you'd favor Ottawa over Edmonton if they were uh, had the next game coming up. And then they, they play the other teams in the West that aren't Calgary. And I, 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 What are you going to get out of any of those teams? You don't really know. At least I, I don't think anyway. I don't think there's a clear... I think if you look at Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Saskatchewan, I, I do think they're better than BC. Uh, but who knows? BC and Saskatchewan, well, they play tomorrow at 8. Winnipeg plays in Calgary tomorrow yep. afternoon. It'd be fun to watch those. Uh, Bodog, which uh, they do some gambling stuff. Yeah, they want to. They want to take your money. They want to take your money, Kellen Kelly. They always send. Mm. I don't know if you're on as many of these. I'm. I'm on all these mailing lists. Sometimes I. I don't know how I get on all of them. Sometimes I unsubscribe, and I, and I know it's these the, the the jobs of these public relations people, media relations people to contact people. And right. a lot of times you get not a lot of times, you do get useful suggestions for segments or guests who might be available and that's cool. But I get a lot of stuff like uh, hey Reed, here's a uh, here, there's a new shade of lipstick. Would you like to do a segment about it in your show? Because they're just adding every host in North America. Absolutely, that they can find. Yeah. But Bodog, they, they're always sending me odds and predictions no, well not odds, they're odds and um projections for the upcoming season, I guess. So today I get uh, opening 2018-2019 NHL point total. So it's the uh, the over-under. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what they want you to do is go is go bet on stuff. Uh, for, and I want to make clear, I, I don't condone wagering. Unless you enjoy it, then I condone it. Uh, so the the they are projecting uh, Tampa Bay, 107.5 points. So then you'd go simply bet over or under. Over or under, yeah. And then if uh, you're right, you, you you win some money back. So they have Tampa Bay highest, 107.5 points. They have Toronto next, 106.5. And then Winnipeg, uh, well, Winnipeg and Toronto even, also 106.5. That's your top three according to Bodoc. So where are the Edmonton Oilers? 19th. Uh, same as New Jersey, oddly enough. 91.5 points for the Oilers. You know what? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. Now, we'll have plenty of time, obviously, to talk about the Oilers and do preseason predictions. I I remain optimistic they will be better than last season because I think Talbot will be better, and I think the special teams will be better, and they'll shave off some goals against that way and, and get up to some goals for. Here's how I define it. Oh, somebody just texted in. Do you uh, do you have the Flames over under? Yes, I do. They have the Flames at ninety three and a half. I'm taking over for the Flames. Here's another prediction I'm going to make right now. What's the date today? August twenty second. Yeah, that's how dumb I am, everybody. Twenty fourth. Uh, see, and I put that's also how dumb I am. I didn't change the date on the lineup that I gave. <laughs> it, it was twenty so second on Wednesday. Refer to, so. I actually rarely know what the date is. I just mm. usually know what day of the week it is, and if there's a game I got to watch or not. Did you know that if you went eighty two and zero during a season, you would have one hundred and sixty four points? Thank you, Kellen. Useless stat. Will today. never be done. It'll never ever be done. No. Uh, the Flames are projected at the Flames over under, I should say, according to Bodog, 93.5 points. I would take the over 
and I would take the Calgary Flames to finish first in the Pacific Division. I think they're going to be good. And I don't think the Pacific Division is going to be a killer division. I think it'll be a bunch of uh, decent but not great teams. Here's a good question for you. Hang How on. far does Vegas drop? Hang on. You're, I oh, need okay. to, I'm, I'm bouncing around too much. Okay, i got to finish so, yeah. my Oilers train of thought. Um, I, I will take the Oilers to finish uh, with over 91.5 points. And here's how I look at it. I think, the, uh, again, I think the special teams are going to be better, and I think Talbot will be better. I, I realize the, uh, the holes and questions in the lineup. You know, are, are they deep enough on defense? Well, I don't think they're deep enough on defense to win the Stanley Cup. I, I think they can be, be good enough on defense to, to, to get into the playoffs. Uh, will they score enough? Well, I don't know if the depth scoring is going to be great, um, but I think they'll have three guys who get a lot of points, and, and I think the special teams will help. The Oilers were 36-40-6 and six for uh, 78 points last year. If they win a- another game a month, they get up to 42 wins, which gives them a chance to make the playoffs. That's 84 points in wins. Uh, then if you get 7 to 10 overtime losses, you're, you're right close. If they're able to win one more game every 10-game segment, so think of it that way, then they get up to 44 wins, which should put you into the playoffs. Uh, since they switched to the new format with the, the wildcard teams, with the two-division and the wildcard team, the playoff cut line in the West, so I wrote down the point total for the worst playoff team. Previous five years, starting with the most recent year, 95, 94, 87, 97, and 91. So one year quite low, one year quite high, uh, but generally 93, 94, 95 will get you in. So I will optimistically take the Oilers to be over 91.5 points, and what the heck, I'll take them to squeak into the playoffs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why not? It's August 20-something. I can change my mind by the time the season starts on October 4th. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Kellen. There's a little system of a down toxicity. Okay. There you go. It's on your list. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports. It is Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chad. Always appreciate that you can tune in. Canadian Derby coming up tomorrow. Rod Cohn, who has trained three Derby winners through his long career, talks about getting a horse ready for the long distance, a mile and three-eighths. Getting a horse ready for a long race is a you know, it's just a very fine line. There's a very fine line between having your horse dead fit or sore and flamed up. You you have to be able to judge your horse on a daily basis. Uh, it's not just a matter of going out and, 
you know, and sending him as hard as he can go for two miles to get all the air that you, you know, you think he should have. You have to uh, train every horse individually. Some horses will take more training. Uh, getting ready for a long race like that is takes a lot more thought and a lot more uh, time involved with your individual horse than it does, say, running a horse five-eighths of a mile or three-quarters of a mile. Good stuff from Rod Cohn. We had the full interview with him on Wednesday night. Hey, you ever miss anything? Sign up for the Inside Sports Podcast on iTunes, or you can go to the show page on 630Ched.com. We archive all the audio there. Uh, Terrence from Red Deer says, Reed, put your money where your mouth is. Love the show. Well, Terrence, <laughs> if... If I wagered on everything I said on the show, I'd quickly be broke. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Thank you, though. Uh, this texture says if uh, the Stampeders go 2-1 and one over the next three games, that basically locks up the division for Calgary. And with that being said, if the Eskimos go 0-2 against Calgary, they can kiss the home playoff game goodbye. Uh, if the Eskimos were 6-6 six and six after 12, well, it depends what happens with BC and Saskatchewan and Winnipeg-Calgary tomorrow, and then Winnipeg plays Saskatchewan a couple times. I don't think being 6-6 six and six after 12 would knock the Eskimos out of home playoff game contention. It would obviously make it a little more difficult. But, but like I said, I don't think any of those other four teams in the West outside of Calgary, uh, I think they have all looked good at times. I think they're all flawed. And fans like you in those cities are probably having the same discussions. Like, I mean, we've we've talked about the Riders a lot on this show and had guests out of Regina about their up and down season and Jones's coaching strategies. So it, it, I think there's some some mediocrity, obviously, after Calgary in the West. We'll see if uh, the Eskimos can be the team that can rise up and grab second place. We'll uh, preview the Canadian Derby. We'll preview tomorrow's game between the Huskies and the Wildcats. All coming up. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. CC, pick up that guitar and a talk to me. All right, not from the same song, but memorable nonetheless. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Toronto leading Montreal 19-15. Blue Jays leading the Phillies 4-2 after 8, so they'll try to close it out in the top of the ninth. Canada's Brooke Henderson, one shot off the lead at the Canadian Women's Open being played in Regina. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. You can always text 630-630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. The email inside sports at 630 Com. We will have uh, the Eskimos coaches show from 7.30 to 8 on Monday with Morley Scott and Jason Moss. The Eskimos, not good last night, lost by a point 25-24 to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Well, in 24 hours from now, we will have a Canadian Derby winner post-time at Northlands Park set for 6.55, a full day of racing. They're going to start at noon, go throughout the afternoon into the early evening. And to preview the big race, I'm pleased to welcome Frank Fontana to the show. Frank, how are you doing? Reed, very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. Good to have you on the show. Uh, Frank, what do we have here? Nine horses in the Derby? Yeah, uh, the uh, Derby will consist of uh, nine horses. Uh, there were 11 uh, horses that were nominated. Uh, two uh, ended up not entering, so we're left with a field of nine. 
Okay, so a field of nine, and uh, Frank, it seems to me that a couple of horses have emerged as heavy favorites. What's going on there? Yeah, uh, the uh, Diodoro uh, uh, has two horses uh, in the uh, in the race here: uh, Sky Promise and the Heinford. Um, actually, I've just finished uh, doing my column for the Sun for for uh, for tomorrow, and I, I made Sky Promise my uh, number one. Uh, uh, favorite uh, pick of the race. Uh, he's, his other horse, which I like, they paid 140000 for him uh, on a private sale. Uh, he hasn't raced for a little while, and uh, he's, not a, he's not a big horse, so I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Robertino's other horse, Sky Promise. This is a well-bred horse. He's run in some big races down south. Um, well-traveled horse. He appears to handle the traveling very well. I believe this might be a uh, eighth racetrack, if you can believe it, in the oh. last little while. He's raced on eight tracks already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's raced uh, down south in Churchill, Arlington, uh, Ellis, Kentucky Downs, Fairgrounds in Louisiana, Trophy Park in Kentucky. Then he went to uh, Winnipeg. He destroyed the field in the Manitoba Derby there. Right. And now he's here ready for the big race. Okay, so Sky Promise uh, looking good. And obviously the Manitoba Derby would be the chief tune-up race for the Canadian Derby. Absolutely. It always is, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's going to be interesting to see if, if uh, you know, the favorite, and, and the horse doesn't know it, but everybody around the horse knows that if he can handle being the favorite. Is, is Sky Promise, now this is a long race, Frank, so the, the, being a front runner, uh, is, it doesn't always mean a lot because it's hard to, to keep that pace up, but it, do you expect Sky Promise to be, you know, at or near the lead all the way, or is, does no, he tend to come uh, off the pace? No, he's uh, an off-the-pace uh a stalking type of horse. Um, so, and you're right. Uh, there are there has been some horses where they just gone wire to wire, even though it's a mile and three eighths. It's a very unusual uh, length for a race. Read, uh, you know the, the the normal race is a mile and a quarter. You know uh, this is you know mile three eighths, very far, very taxing on the horses. You've got to go around the track four times. Uh, it's uh, and the, the equalization is. None of these horses ran that that far, so you um, it's it's a test of uh, test of will. Yeah, well, you're right. That this is the a lot of times for these horses, the first and sometimes only time they'll they'll run this distance. So that's something to keep in exactly. mind for sure. Exactly. Uh, Frank uh, Frank Fantana joining us uh, covers horse racing. He's getting ready for the uh, Canadian Derby tomorrow at Northlands Park. The 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 final one at. Northlands. I don't know if they've officially announced it yet, but it looks like the uh, Derby will go to the new Century Mile. But Frank, for for you, and I, I had a great interview with Rod Cohn the other night. He gave a very emotional clip about Northlands, and he said it's moving on from there. Uh, what what has horse racing at Northlands uh, meant to you? What are you going to miss about that location? Well, it's uh, sort of been my like Rod uh, said uh, in his interview. It's been my second home. Uh, my uncle took me there for my 12th birthday, <laughs> and I won $100 on the first day I went there, and I, I just fell in love with the place, with the environment, uh, with the surroundings. It, 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 it's, it's just a great, great place, so much fun. Uh, and I was 12 years old, and here I am, 50 years later, still going to the races, and I've met so many good friends, uh, trainers, jockeys, uh, businessmen through the uh, through the races there. Uh, that's, so that's what I'll miss. But... Uh, the nice thing is we can start a new chapter when Century Mile opens up uh, next year. 
Frank, what's your perception of the state of the horse racing industry and, and, and you know, that, that whole side of trying to draw people to the track and get them interested? And I know I asked Curtis Stock that question, I think, when he was on last summer, and he said, well, everybody says horse racing is dying, but a lot of tracks around North America are, are continually posting record handles for summers and for and for big races um you know what's what's your perception of of the state of the sport yeah uh, back in the 60s and 70s there's the only game in town read uh now there's so much competition uh, we are, uh, i believe that our main challenge is to get the young crowd back into the uh, into the uh the sport uh you know the older uh uh, betters are sort of dying off, if you will, and we're not replacing them with the with the younger generation. We've got to do a bit uh, better job uh, promoting the sport with them. Yeah, Frank Fontana joining us on Inside Sports, talking some horse racing, previewing tomorrow's Canadian Derby. So the Century Mile is going to be the new track. Uh, it's down by Red Tail Landing. Uh, again, I guess your perception, Frank, is is that location going to work? Is it going to take a while to, to quote-unquote train horse racing fans to uh, to go down there? What do you think? Yeah, there's a mixed uh, bag of feelings there. Uh, some people think uh, we'll lose a lot of the core people that used to go to Northlands. Uh, for example, seniors who don't drive. How, how are they going to get there? Uh, things of that nature. But um, on the other hand, um, I think we can uh, get a uh, generate a brand new um, uh, set of fans from the Leduc area in in that area there, uh, and you know introduce them to horse racing. I know there's a lot of uh, ranch horse ranchers in the and training centers in and around that area uh, within 20 minutes. So that will be a big uh, big help. Um, trainers will be able to get the track a little faster. But uh, yeah, it it remains to be seen. It's going to be a an, an an unknown uh, factor until uh, we move over there. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here because it's still being built. But what Northlands is a five furlong track? Is the is the Century track yeah. going to be any different? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. The the the, the uh, it's a five five eight uh, mile track. It's a bull ring, uh, which is very bad for horses. Uh, imagine you're you're running, uh, you know, forty miles an hour, and all of a sudden you got to turn left. That's how right. the horses have to have to deal with those <laughs> right. awful awful turns. Um, so, but in, in a mile track, uh, Reed, uh, it's a very much kinder kinder on the horses because they have a sweeping turn and it's a gradual turn it's not like a, a straight make a left turn uh and um it's uh it'll, i think it'll be great uh, a lot of horses from down east um you know in toronto uh and new york uh they have, that, that's all they have there is a mile mile racetrack so um i think we we could be attracting some good uh good competition from the east okay Good stuff. Frank, one more for you. I'm going to put you on the spot, but you cover horse racing, so you're used to talking about stuff like this. You like uh, Sky Promise out of the nine-horse field for the Derby. Dare I ask if somebody wants to be a little more adventurous with their 5 or $10? Uh, uh, do you have a long shot? <laughs> yeah, uh, I like I like uh, the, the horse actually I picked uh, for third in my column. Uh, I like Jim Alta. Uh, this horse is trained by uh, Tim Marekoff, our leading trainer uh, this year. He's way, way above. I believe he's got twice as many wins as the next uh, next trainer. Is um, very good breeding. Uh, his dad, uh, AP Indy, won the Belmont, you know, won the Breeders' Cup Classic back in 1992. 
so the, the, the breeding is there to go a long distance. Um, his last race in Grand Prairie, he had some problems with his shoe issues, so you can just wipe that race out. Uh, the race before that, he destroyed an, an allowance field by almost 10 lengths. Uh, I think this horse could, with his connections, could, uh, could maybe uh, surprise a few uh, people. All right. Frank, thanks for that. Uh, it was great to run into you downtown a couple of weeks ago, by the way. It was good to see you. And thanks oh. for coming on the show tonight. Very interesting stuff on the Derby and on horse racing. Anytime, Reed. Thank you very much. That is Frank Fontana checking in. Derby tomorrow, 6.55. Uh, huge day of racing at Northlands Park. They're going to start it off at, at noon. First post on Saturday at noon. The Derby, the 12th race on the card, is going to go at 6.55. Obviously, you don't have to go for noon. If you want to see the Derby, you can go a little bit later in the afternoon. So there you go. Frank Fontana previewing tomorrow's Canadian Derby, the final one at Northlands Park. It is seven. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 45 Huskies Wildcats tomorrow. We have the preview. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Well, three more touchdown passes for Riley last night, but the Eskimos do not do enough and lose 25-24 to Hamilton. More on that game on 630Ched.com. Hey, football tomorrow at Clark. Huskies and Wildcats, our city's two junior teams, will go head-to-head. The Huskies are 1-0, the Wildcats 0-1, and I'm pleased to be joined by Huskies coach Ian McLean, who I believe is mid-practice. Ian, thanks for making time for me. Uh, no problem at all, Reed. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, who who's calling the plays if you're on the phone? Uh, you know what? I, I got a great coaching staff, so I can delegate and make uh, do it maybe more efficient than I can. Even so, we're good. Oh, good man. Okay, you know what? I, I want to preview tomorrow's game because it's going to be an interesting one. But I gotta ask you about the start to your season because it's one of those scores you you gotta double check. You guys won sixty six nothing in Calgary. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting week. We've had uh, a bit of an interesting uh, first start of the season with our practice schedule, with all the smoke and having to bring things down. So it was good to go up there and, and have some, some things to correct on a, on a win's always nice. And uh, it's lots of good things offense, defense, and special teams. Um, I mean, look, I don't think any coach expects to score 66 points, but did you, did you expect to have, do you expect to have a pretty potent offense this season? Well, I mean, we our defense had a heck of a game. Uh, defense put the offense into really good situations all game long. Uh, we had good field position all game long as well. So we are able to, to go out there and, and execute. And to be honest, there's a lot of corrections on it. There's a lot of things that we need to make sure that we're, we're doing better and improving every time. But it was good to see the guys go out and execute and, and did a good job in all three phases. I'll ask you a two-parter here, Ian, because I know last year you had a really good regular season and got upended in the playoffs. How many guys are back from last year's team, and how big is the collective chip on their shoulder uh, after falling short in crunch time last year? Uh, you know what? It's It's been a, a long off season, so we're happy to be back playing football games. That hasn't sat very well, obviously, for anybody. So we have we had about 40 guys returning, which is a pretty good number. I mean, it's a fairly 
the junior football tends to be a fairly large roster turnover, so it's been great having uh, a big core of our team come back, but also some really good young players. I mean, uh, I said it before, uh, we're not a young team, we're not an old team. We got it, we're nicely layered, and we want to make sure the guys are coming and contributing. And so we got first-year guys that are starting and 50 guys that are starting and all in between. So uh, the chip on the shoulder from the players and the coaching staff is, is absolutely there. And what we're trying to inspire in our players every single day is high level of competition and making sure that we're going out and making sure that we take a step as far as maturity as a team goes and execution. And that comes into competing, putting pressure on guys at practice and making sure that we're going out there every single game working working as hard as we can. Uh, still the same eligibility for junior? you got to be, it's U22 and you get, is it five years combined U sports and junior? Yeah, so the way it works, it's a little bit dependent on when your birthday is. Okay. Uh, so for most guys, yeah, yeah, you got a 22 to play junior, and then you have seven years of eligibility. Uh, or if your birthday's after September 1st, you got eight years. You get the bonus year if you got a little later birthday. Okay. Uh, you're playing the Wildcats tomorrow, 7 o'clock at Clark. Oh, always a good showdown when the two Edmonton teams meet. Uh, you guys scored 66. Uh, they had a much lower scoring game, uh, 19-3 against Winnipeg. Um, what's the what's the scouting report here on the, on your rivals? Well, I mean, the Wildcats are led, led by a fifth-year quarterback, which is always a nice thing. you got a guy that's been around for a long time that can lead your offense. So we see a defense that throws a lot of things at you. They're on a lot of different fronts. They're throwing a lot of different looks at you. And that's something that takes a lot of time to prepare for. I mean, you got to make sure that we, we have the looks down, our guys are ready for what's going to be thrown at them. And then offensively, I mean, they got they got a lot of running backs on that team that they're trying to get the ball to in different ways. So we're seeing that. And some good young receivers that they're trying to trying to put in space and trying to put in a one-on-one matchup as possible. So it's they're, they're a good team, and we guys have been preparing really hard all week. And yeah, it's always a, it's always fun when we're playing the Crosstown rivalry game at Clark. All right, uh, who I know it doesn't really matter. Who's who's the home team? Uh, they're the home team, so it's our second road game of the year. Okay, second. So you started with back-to-back road games. Tough schedule, Ian. All right. Well, I, I know you're right in the middle of practice, uh, so people can go seven o'clock, Clark tomorrow. Huskies and Wildcats. It's going to be a fun one. Thanks for uh, checking in right in the middle of practice, too, Ian. I always love having you on the show. Hey, and thanks for the support of junior football. People around tomorrow, it's great level of football, good competition. See some uh, some homegrown talent in your backyard. Right on. That's Ian McLean, head coach of the 1-0 Edmonton Huskies, checking in tonight. They take on the 0-1 Wildcats tomorrow. Uh, should be uh, a good game. Huskies looking strong once again. 22-16, Toronto leading Montreal in the CFL. Nine and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Montreal just punted to Toronto. The Argos will start on their own 35. The Blue Jays game is a final. Uh, it is a final 4-2. The Blue Jays get the victory tonight over the Phillies. Phillies just outside the playoff cut line in terms of both the division lead and the wild card race. Uh, obviously, the uh, Blue Jays barring, well, they won't be going to the playoffs, but uh, they get the win tonight, 4-2. All right. Uh, fun show tonight. Uh, how is Gullitson supposed to fix our power play? Uh, didn't Calgary have a bad power play under his tenure? Well, we'll find out. Like, you send in that text with 90 seconds left in the show. Come on. 
You know, I think Manny Viverios might have a pretty big impact on the power play too. We'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on that. I, I I appreciate your concern about the power play though. Fair comment for sure. Besides Ian McLean, you heard from Frank Fontana with a preview of the Canadian Derby. Blake Dermott broke down the Eskimos' loss to Hamilton last night, and really appreciated uh, everybody who phoned in and texted as well. Good discussion today on the green and gold. They are uh, looking a little fragile, maybe a lot fragile week and a half until they take on Calgary in the Labor Day Classic. Okay, I'll be back Monday, 6 o'clock, and then don't forget 7.30, Morley and Jason Moss for the weekly Eskimos Coaches Show. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy doing a fine job as our studio producer this evening. My name is Reed Wilkins. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Get out there and enjoy the Fringe, the Canadian Derby, whole bunch going on in the city as you felt it in the air today. Summer isn't here for much longer. Take advantage of it. Have fun, everybody. It's Friday. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.